resort. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. Woo! <laughs> that audio is definitely going to clip. I'm going to make myself deaf when I listen back to that. Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> I am back in the car, my new office, which is the car, listening to old, unreleased Jeffree Star music, like the fag that I am. I was thriving. Hold on. Hold on. Fix this. Get the situation going. Shut up! I'm aware that I'm aware that the key is in the ignition. Ugh, anyway, I was really thriving as a young hairless twink. <laughs> <laughs> to that music when I was like, oh god, what was I like 20, 19 when that when I was listening to that shit? Is this gonna make this noise? Okay, can we do there we go. Okay, just checking, girls, just checking. Check, check, one, two, can you hear me? I have been so nostalgic today. I've been listening to that old music. I'm drinking out of my new Jeffree Star tumbler because I can't buy the majority of his fucking products because I don't wear goddamn lipstick and eyeshadow. <laughs> so I buy what I can with the merch and the regular products. So I've got my new tumbler, which is cold and hot. So I put my coffee in it and I didn't realize every single one of his products that he puts out are fucking excellent including the merchandise, and the cup actually works and keeps your shit hot. So I literally went to sip my coffee after it was sitting in that cup for like a goddamn hour, thinking it would have cooled down, and it didn't. <laughs> I burned my throat. It was scorching hot. It is me, your fearless leader, Mickey Dillon, and we are back for another episode of Pulse Pounding. Hello, hags and fags. <laughs> I've decided to start overusing the word fag as much as they can because I am so goddamn tired of people telling me that I am not allowed. I am not allowed to say that word. Are you kidding? I know what you're thinking. Who would tell you, a literal fag, that you're not allowed to use the word fag? You would be surprised, okay? I am sick of people telling me what I am and am not allowed to say, okay? What is this world where we think we can tell people what they are not allowed to say? If you don't like what I or anyone else is saying, you have the ability not to listen to them, not to watch whatever they are on or in. You have the ability not to follow them on social media or any other platform. You can block them in your phone. You can cut them out of your life if they are a piece of shit and you're ideas and opinions don't line up. But what you do not get to do is tell me on my fucking show that I record, edit, and produce by my goddamn self, usually from my car or apartment. You don't get to tell me what I'm allowed to say here. What you can do is unsubscribe. But don't do that. <laughs> anyway, I got in my office the car and I looked at my recording device and on the screen there's a bunch of numbers that tell you how much recording time you have left on your SD card and I saw 2024 <laughs> and I said 20 minutes <laughs> what am I gonna do with that not realizing it meant 20 hours so we're good let's go 
buckle your seatbelt, okay? Today is a solo episode and we're going to be all over the place because I have a lot of various topics I want to address and discuss, some stories to tell. We're going to fucking get into it today. It's a solo episode because I have brought you enough free information in my interviews these past couple weeks, okay? My guests have taught you how to get in to the hottest clubs in New York City, how to get off your ass and become an entrepreneur and stop fucking procrastinating. And my latest guest has taught you, shout out to Pia, how to turn your life and your relationship around and how you can stop being a controlling piece of shit. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, let's talk about communication first off, okay? Communication is key. In relationships. And I'm no expert. I just am telling you my experience as my fucking piece of shit life unfolds, okay? I had a conversation with my boyfriend this week. Kendo, who you know and love from our 420 Weed episode. Make sure you listen to that if you haven't heard it yet. I have learned that communication is the key to success, okay? Through my 20s, things have changed. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown. I'm not the same psychotic lunatic I was when I was 22 and quick to flip and throw shit, nor do I look as good as I did at 22. I'm just a couple pounds heavier on the scale than I was back then, and by a couple, I mean 20 to 25. Anyway... That's a topic for another conversation that I have no fucking energy or patience to get into to upset myself. I'm already getting aggravated. Communication is key because what I sometimes do is hold things in and let it kind of fester until I fucking explode, okay? So these weeks I've been thinking, as I do in my crazy head, I need this, this, and that from the other party being Kendo, right? And instead of just fucking saying that, I held it in, I held it in, I held it in. I thought about reasons why I shouldn't say anything about the things I wanted to say. And then it turned into an argument because one day I woke up and had the same fucking thoughts and just wanted to explode. And although I didn't explode, it didn't fucking come out correctly because I was so aggravated from holding in all the things I wanted to say and express. And had I just done so Weeks prior, it probably would have been a much more productive and calm conversation and wouldn't have taken an argument that was unnecessary to get to that conversation. And what do you think has happened? What do you think has happened since I finally expressed that I need this, that, and whatever else (laughs) from you? I have gotten this, that, and whatever else from him since because nobody is a goddamn motherfucking mind reader. And as we discussed in last week's episode with Pia, our resident couples therapist, you cannot expect people just because they know you well to know what's going on inside your fucking head. So, for example, one of the this, that, and the thirds that I needed was for you to do the fucking dishes before I get home, right? Because sometimes I will come home and it will have been his day off and the dishes that were in the sink from the night prior are still there when I get home from work. And you know what that is? Motherfucking agitating. Because now I'm going to do them. And I'll be like, oh, doing the dishes, starting to do the dishes. And he'll be like, oh, just leave them. I was going to do them. 
It doesn't fucking help me if I have to come home and look at them in the sink and you tell me you were going to do them. It doesn't matter to me what the fuck you were gonna do, okay? Whatever you thought you were gonna do might as well not exist. And don't tell me that you're gonna do them later because now I'm already aggravated and I'm just going to spend 10 minutes doing them so I don't have to fucking look at them anymore. So I don't have to walk past them when I get out of the goddamn shower after fucking working all night. Had I just expressed that that was fucking annoying me, it would have just been done. It didn't need to be the situation that it was. Although it was still mild, it was just unnecessary to have an argument about the five things that I was annoyed about. Had I just communicated that effectively and outwardly, instead of letting things spin in my own head, it would have gotten done every day since <laughs> this conversation. I come home to no dishes in the sink and all of my other needs that I expressed have been met. So let me just express to you the importance of communication, okay? Say what the fuck you want, say what the fuck you need, because no one is a goddamn psychic unless they are. And if they are, you probably should run for the fucking hills, okay? I would never want to be with somebody who knew what was going on inside of my head because it is sick in there. <laughs> it is out of control. Let's talk about my day today. Did I spend my day making tons of productive, responsible decisions on my day off? No, absolutely not. I did not. Earlier in the week, I realized because I am such a fucking loser piece of shit that I have let so much laundry accumulate. There's so much fucking laundry. I mean, really, it's just one big basket, but it's enough to drive me insane. Kendo and I decided to go to the laundromat even though we have the ability to do our laundry here at the house, we went to the laundromat to just get it all fucking done at once. This was probably, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday maybe? The clothes have been folded in hampers and in a bag sitting on the floor in my goddamn room because I just have not had the time to put it away. And I keep telling myself on Monday, my day off, I will put them away. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Shout out to all the fucking mothers out there and shout out to the children of MILFs because I grew up with a MILF. I grew up with a hot mom who people used to think was my motherfucking sister, okay? And it is no fun for people to tell you that your sister is hot only for you to have to remind them that that is your mother and then they continue to tell you that your mother is hot. It is no fun. <laughs> as a young boy growing up with a MILF. So shout out to those motherfuckers who are mentally damaged <laughs> from their hot mom. I worked Mother's Day, okay, at my restaurant job. Miserable nightmare. Money was great. Miserable nightmare, okay? A bunch of pretentious bitches ordering their Prosecco, their mimosas, and their bellinis, acting as though they are the first women in history to birth a child and that they should be celebrated on this day, okay? With a $250 brunch. That is what I was dealing with on Mother's Day for 13 hours straight. Monetarily, excellent. For my mental health, not so excellent. <laughs> anyway, I slept in today, to say the least. To put it mildly, I slept in today on my day off, okay? The day after Mother's Day. And all day I was thinking about how I need to clean this fucking piece of shit house and I need to put all that goddamn laundry away and I need to record an episode for this week so you people have something to listen to on Wednesday. I'm not here to disappoint my listeners, okay? I'm not here for that. 
moral of the story is after going to CVS for absolutely no fucking reason, going to Dollar Tree for absolutely no reason, buying things I don't fucking need, I decided to order what? A pizza. Because if I'm not sick of listening to myself complain about the 20 motherfucking pounds I have gained since the start of COVID, since I got locked in the house and decided it was a great idea to open that first package of Oreos that started this entire nightmare of my weight gain journey. As if that's not enough, I'm not tired of listening to myself complain in my own head, I decided it was time to order a pizza for dinner. So that's what I did. I shoved my goddamn face with four slices of pizza two garlic knots, and an entire lemon snapple. And then, lo and behold, I look at the clock, and it's six motherfucking 30 by the time I start putting these goddamn clothes away, okay? I'm pulling the shit out of the drawers that's already in there because I have decided that I'm going to detach myself from the material objects clothing that I pretend are sentimental and need to save. There's no reason for me to save these clothes that don't fucking fit me anymore, number one, nor do I fucking wear when they did fit me because I have made some sort of excuse and story in my head about the sentimental value of the time I went to the goddamn mall with my best friend's sister's dog, okay, and bought this on this sunshining seven-degree day the night before I was going to a concert, and it holds my memories in the shirt. The memories aren't in my shirt. They're in my goddamn motherfucking head. It's time to get rid of the shirt. So what did I do? I started pulling shit out of the closet and the drawers, and I have three fucking bags full of shit to bring. Not to the, I don't want to call them the poor people because I'm poor. So the people that are poorer than me. <laughs> I'm bringing my clothes. Uh, what's the like, what is the culturally appropriate PC way now to say poor people? Is it salary challenge? <laughs> Financially challenged? Is that the right? <laughs> it's not funny, but whatever. I am bringing all three or four bags of shit that I have, including but not limited to shoes, pajamas, jeans, sweatshirts, t-shirts, every kind of item of clothing you could think of is packed into those three or four bags and is going right down to the motherfucking Salvation Army because I need rid of them. Rid of them. The only things that are acceptable to hold onto when it comes to clothing that has sentimental value is something that belonged to your goddamn dead relative, a concert t-shirt, or something specific to your high school, college, whatever it is that you're trying to fucking hold on to and pretend that you're still athletic 20 years later, okay? <laughs> I held on to all my concert shirts, all of my concert shirts from various tours that I've been through over the years, I have held on to. I still have my Britney Spears Circus Tour t-shirt that I will never let go of. It will never fit me again, but one day it will be framed in my home. <laughs> and celebrated like it deserves to be. So I spend my entire night from 6.30 to 
pretty much fucking goddamn midnight. Yes, I did take an hour break and watch mindless YouTube videos. Today, I have been diving into the nostalgia. I was listening to the old Jeffree Star. I was listening to some old Miley Cyrus. I was a fly on the wall in the concert I threw in my room. <laughs> and then I started watching plane crash videos. I don't know why I've been so obsessed with plane crashes lately. My next trip is to Miami in October, and I don't know if, like, subconsciously I know that that plane's going to crash or explode and I'm going to die <laughs> because I have had this incessant need to watch the stories about plane crashes and what goes wrong on a goddamn Airbus in 1995. I don't understand what my problem is, but I was watching this story. Um, I think it was the early 2000s. And it was somewhere over maybe, I don't know, Europe, let's say. I don't know. It was in two international flights at fucking eight million thousand feet in the air had some sort of malfunction with their systems that monitor if there's another plane in their pathway. And the air traffic controller fucked up and the whole airport fucked up because there was only one guy in the tower, which is completely not what is supposed to happen. And these two huge commercial airlines holding like 150 people each literally smashed into each other. It's not funny. I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. They smashed into each other and literally fucking exploded and then went down into the ocean from like 15,000 feet, right? Is that cruising altitude is like 15,000 feet? And went down. Could you imagine? And then, like, the reenactment simulation really shows you, like, how fast these planes are going because there's absolutely no way for them to have avoided each other. They're doing, like, two or three hundred miles an hour or something crazy like that fucking coming at each other. By the time they see each other, there's nothing they can do, but it's over. So I don't know why I've been watching that fucking shit, but I hope it's not a sign of my future. <laughs> And if you're coming back to listen to this episode six to eight months from now because I went down in a plane crash, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I'm a psychic. It's true. I fucking knew it. So that was my day today. Very uneventful, very unproductive. But I'll tell you what, every piece of clothing is in a drawer or on a hanger in a closet fucking somewhere in the space that I don't have. And a bunch of shit is going out the fucking window tomorrow. I'll tell you that. Okay, first order of business, okay? I am tired of scrolling through Instagram and reading the comments on Wiz Khalifa's videos of him working out in nothing but his underwear. I'm tired of the comments, okay? Every fucking day for weeks, I have watched this new trend unfold since day one. Wiz Khalifa is in the gym, whatever gym he belongs to, that he spends $5 million on a year, that they allow him to walk around working out in nothing but his tight spandex boxer briefs. His wiener is being separated from the open air and our phone screens by nothing but a fucking piece of cloth, okay? Absolutely nothing. His schlong is all the way out, bouncing around all over that gym while he's doing fucking squats and dumbbells and whatever else those fuckers do at the gym, okay? He has separated his penis by nothing but a cloth, any any rip, tear, or movement in that cloth, and his wiener is coming out. We will never see it because it's pre-recorded, of course, but it is coming out at any moment. In the comments 
of these videos, okay? All I see is a bunch of closet homos. Because if you are looking at Wiz Khalifa's wiener on your phone screen, you have a lot of options if you are not feeling too comfortable with seeing that enormous wiener. Okay? One, unfollow. There's no reason for you to follow Wiz Khalifa. If you like his music and you are a straight male in America who doesn't want to look at his wiener, you can unfollow his Instagram and you can still listen to his music on your preferred streaming service. That's number one, okay? Second is to keep scrolling. There is no reason that you need to stop and make eye contact with his penis continually once you have realized that that is what is on your screen, okay? Keep scrolling. Number three, if it presses you that hard because you are dealing with weird thoughts about Wiz Khalifa's penis when you see it, you are also free to block him. You will never see another post of Wiz Khalifa with his dingling out in the gym if you just block him. <coughs> oh, God, that coffee is still so hot in that cup. I don't understand. It's been in there for like two hours. <coughs> Oh, I'm going to die. What the fuck? What is not acceptable for you to do and is really a red flag in how you are feeling about your own sexuality, okay, is the men, the supposedly straight men who are in Wiz Khalifa's comments, outraged, upset. Oh, I, I don't want to see this, bro. This is this is suspect. Why are you working out in your underwear? We don't want to look at this. Oh, this is great. This is crazy. This is gross. I don't want to see some guy's dick out. What the fuck, bro? This is gay. This is that gay shit. You know what's fucking gay is how many times that you've scrolled back to be outraged about Wiz Khalifa's dick out. That's what's suspect. What's suspect is the fact that you were so bothered by Wiz Khalifa's dick that you didn't keep scrolling. You decided you were going to come into the comments and express how you felt about it. Gay, gay, goodbye, get the fuck out of here, okay? If you don't want to see it, don't look at it, because some of us are only making it through their miserable fucking work week, because they know that in another day, when they wake up to the sun shining, the coffee brewing, and their morning whatever, they know they're going to open that Instagram, and they're going to see Wiz Khalifa working out in his spandex underwear with his big fucking wiener flopping everywhere. And by they, I mean me. So mind your fucking business and stop ruining it for the rest of us before he stops posting it. I'm liable to go back to the gym. Whatever gym that man is working out at, I'm moving to L.A. and I'm joining just to watch the free show <laughs> while I'm at the gym. But seriously, in all seriousness, if you are a legitimately straight man who likes women and has no feelings towards penises coming in or around your face, you're not pressed by that. You're not leaving a comment. You're going to do one of the first four options I fucking gave you, and you're not going to express your opinion. Okay? Suspect. That's suspect. So cut the fucking bullshit. I take you no types of serious when you are writing shit like that. No types of serious when you are telling me how straight you are while you are commenting on not wanting to see this man's penis. Goodbye. I Goodbye. All right, let's spiral right into talking about some more gay shit, okay? So a couple months ago, Joe Budden, if you don't know Joe Budden, which is crazy, he was a rapper turned reality TV star turned podcaster. So he has the Joe Budden podcast. It's one of the biggest podcasts in at least the country. I don't know about the world, but it's at least the country. Huge exclusive deal with Spotify, the whole nines, right? Joe Budden 
we'll talk about hip hop, hip hop culture, black culture, all that stuff, right? He's a hip hop expert. He said on his show, he says a lot of controversial things that people get all fucking crazy about. They were having a conversation about something months ago in his podcast. It's three guys, him and two other guys. And something came up about being bisexual. I think they were talking about an artist. I'm not 100% on that. I did not go back and research and watch the episode. I don't care. It's not the point. He said something about being bisexual. He then goes on to say that he's bisexual. But if you watch the clip... He says it in a way that seems like it's a joke and seems like he's saying it to further the point. But, of course, the headlines and the blogs and all the fucking clickbait shit takes it. Joe Budden comes out as bisexual. No one really knows if it's true, and he never really fully addresses it. He might have addressed it lightly on an episode, but he never came out and really said, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. He kind of just left it up to interpretation, whether you thought it was a joke or not. And he kind of does shit like that. It's like controversial and it gets the conversation going. And I think it's kind of fun. Joe Budden talks to this podcaster in an interview this week. I think his name is um, Math Hoffa. Stupid fucking name. Whose first name is Math? Stupid. Anyway, and he is pressing him in the clip that I saw. Now, I did not watch the full episode. I just saw the clip a couple times. He's kind of pressing him to address it and admit that he's bisexual or deny and say that he didn't actually mean it. And Joe Budden kind of evades the question and looks at him and makes a really great point. They're sitting here talking about his show and hip-hop music and all these topics, and he looks at him and kind of says, like, what does that matter? Whether it's true, whether it's not true, what does it matter? And most importantly, he says, how would that change this conversation? Which is a great point, because... I understand it's a hot topic and you want to be the one that gets it out of him and gets him to answer the question because it's been such a topic for the past few months. But he's right. Like, how does that change and what does that have to do with the conversation that we're having here? It doesn't fucking matter. 100% true. So this guy, Math Hoffa, who's not even that cute, looks at him and says, again, unclear whether he's being serious or not, but he has a pretty straight face, no pun intended, pretty straight face, and by straight I mean not cute, and says, well, I'm a handsome man, and I don't really get down with that shit, alluding to the fact that because Joe Budden, if he comes out and says that he's bisexual... That's going to make this mediocrely attractive four on a scale of one to ten man uncomfortable because he obviously must be attracted to him. Joe Budden kind of went off and was like, that's the fucking problem with you people is that you think just because someone likes men, they're attracted to you. And this is the conversation I joke about all the fucking time and it cracked me up because I literally bring this up in the right situation non-fucking-stop. It is so crazy to me, so crazy to me that men think, and not just men, because it's always the men who you don't want to fuck anyway that have this conversation. Never have I ever had a hot man tell me that he is uncomfortable being around me because I am a homosexual. A hot man will accept Let me rephrase. A hot man who is comfortable with their sexuality and doesn't fucking care because they have no question about the fact that they like to dive into the pussy cave is never going to tell you that they are uncomfortable with you being a homo or that they're uncomfortable with you telling them that they are attractive. Okay?
It's always the mediocre-ass, bum-looking bitches who are probably closet homos that are like, oh, I have no problem with gays as long as they don't flirt with me. Well, let me tell you something, John, who's overweight, in a flannel, hairy, gross, disgusting, middle-aged, and probably rides a fucking tractor. He has to sit down to mow his lawn because he can't fucking walk for that long because all he does is eat fucking Big Macs, okay? Your own wife doesn't even want to fuck you. Women don't want to fuck you. What makes you think the gays want to fuck you? We have much higher standards than your wife, okay? If you are not having women throw their cooter pooters at you left and right when you are out at the goddamn Target or the bar, wherever you frequent, the gays are not interested in you, okay? We are looking at the hot man across the room who has a job. I am so tired of this fucking shit. I really am. So it was such a funny point to watch them talk about on this podcast because I literally talk about all the time how crazy it is that a specific type of man will always think that just because someone likes men, they must like them. Do you also think that every woman wants to fuck you? Do you think that the hot women at the grocery store are dripping wet in their panties at the sight of you? Because I can fucking promise you that they are not, which means neither am I, okay? Because my standards are a little higher if I'm just looking for a little rub and tug. Unfucking believable Men are unfucking believable And all it tells me when you feel insecure and weird around homos is that you are hiding something, sir. Deep down in the dark depth of your undesirable-looking self, you are having some doubts. You have some secrets that you are hiding. You have probably touched a wiener that is not your own when your wife takes the kids to her sister's house, okay? I've seen it, not with my eyes, not with my own eyes, but I've seen the story. I know how this plays out. So stop thinking that every homo wants to see your average-sized penis. No, thank you, sir. Goodbye. Bitch, what? These are the same men. These are the same men. These men with wives. These seemingly straight men who have these weird problems deep down below. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the average-sized penis. These fucking men are the same men who go to events where you're supposed to get dressed up. Weddings, showers, birthday parties that are out at a, at a restaurant. I don't know where. Wherever you're supposed to get dressed up. These are the men who will wear polos, polo shirts, sneakers, and dark denim jeans. And they think that is a dress-up outfit, okay? What fucking homo do you know that would be caught dead with a man at a party where you were supposed to be appropriately dressed wearing Jordans or Nikes, okay? Dark denim jeans and a polo and calling it a fucking dress outfit. That is what these motherfuckers wear to Easter, that is what they wear to Easter. And you think us, you think us over here in our goddamn dress shoes and, and fucking chino pants and our button downs with our nice belts, you think we want to fuck you? No, we are standing in the corner going, thank God. Thank God I was not born as a straight woman who has to marry one of these men that have crew cuts because they're losing their hair at 22. Absolutely the fuck not. Thank you. Next. Have a good day. Goodbye. I take that no types of serious. No.
these are the same men that are wearing Nike shocks in 2022. Get the fuck out of here. Sit down. Okay, speed round. Let's get into some pop culture shit. The Met Gala is the fucking stupidest thing in America. I don't know why people are so obsessed with it. I don't know why anyone cares. It's fucking absolutely stupid. I hate the Met Gala. I hate seeing everyone's fucking ridiculous outfits, except for Blake Lively. She is the queen, and she looked absolutely beautiful. The Met Gala is fucking stupid, okay? Everyone on the internet is so hypocritical. They're all mad at Elon Musk, okay, for being rich and for doing things and for making fucking technologies, but they'll sit here and jerk off to these fucking celebrities and their goddamn outfits that end up costing more than your fucking house, okay? Ridiculous. All the Met Gala is is a chance for these fucking assholes to sit around, be rich, jerk each other off, and tell each other about all the important work they're doing. All the work they're doing is so important, like putting out fucking spiked seltzers and wine brands, okay, and making movies, stories that aren't true. I love a movie just as much as the next motherfucker, but this is bullshit, okay? This is an important work. Oh, pick up my new line of shapewear and, and, and invest some money in all the important work I'm doing by holding women into their dresses. Give me a fucking break. All this money it takes to put on the goddamn Met Gala, all this money spent on motherfucking clothes, all this money raised just to go back to a museum that already has millions of fucking dollars so these celebrities can sit around and finger blast each other with cocaine residue on their goddamn knuckles and then get on TV and social media and tell me, a poor-ass motherfucker, where I need to direct my attention, what causes and charities I should be donating my motherfucking money to, and who I should goddamn vote for in the next election, okay? Why don't you take some of that money that you're spending on the goddamn pointless, waste-of-time, piece-of-shit Met Gala and shove it up your ass if you're not going to donate it yourself, okay? Give me a goddamn motherfucking break. And all these people, all these fucking whack jobs on the internet talking about everything has to be inclusivity, which I support that part. Everything is about fuck bullies and people who are judgmental and they all are desperate to get into this party where one short-haired, bobbed-headed, white-ass British nasty bitch, Anna Wintour, who is an icon, but, you know, facts are facts, okay? This one bitch is the mean girl of the Hollywood high school who makes a list of who's invited to her goddamn My Super Sweet 16, a.k.a. the Met Gala. And she decides if you are cool enough and rich enough and relevant enough and impactful enough, one bitch decides this whole thing, if you're invited to the cool kids party. Does that sound like it lines up with your theory of inclusivity and not bullying people? Poor fucking Khloe Kardashian has changed faces seven times, and this is the first year she got invited because Anna Wintour was quoted as saying she's not, quote-unquote, A-list enough? Wh excuse me, what? It, it took her her fifth face to get into this party? 
and you bitches are advocating against the literal behavior that this woman is exhibiting, and then you are sitting in front of your computer screens and finger-blasting yourself until you wet your chair over the red carpet entrances? Give me a motherfucking break. This shit is such bullshit. It is so hypocritical and goddamn ridiculous. Take all that money, all those millions of dollars that it takes to put on this pointless goddamn event that we never end up getting to see the inside of anyway. Everyone stops at the goddamn carpet and we have no idea what goes on inside this fucking event. All we know is that there's food that people don't eat. More wasted money. If I have to see one more goddamn commercial about starving animals with Sarah fucking McLaughlin, who hasn't had a song out in goddamn years, I'm gonna kill myself, okay? I'm gonna fucking hang myself or jump off the roof. Take that money and donate it to the ASPCA so Sarah McLaughlin can get a fucking day off. Give her some of that money so she doesn't have to do those bullshit commercials for a goddamn check, okay? Put your money in the arms of the angels. I am so sick of this celebrity shit, okay? I love music. I love artists. I love movies. I love actors, okay? But I don't sit here and worry about who's dating who and who's suing who for abuse, okay? This Johnny Dip and Amber Heard situation is ridiculous. I don't understand why this is being televised on news outlets. Why are we so nosy as a country? That's what America is. She's a nosy bitch who puts her face in everyone's business. And I don't want to make light of or jokes about the Ukraine situation because it is not funny and it is tragic what's going on over there. But if America could mind her fucking business, we would solve a lot of problems at our own house, okay? America is your best friend, your buddy's wife, who is involved in all of her girlfriend's fucking relationship drama, okay? America is the bitch that you call up and she tells you that your man ain't shit and she gets in her Toyota Camry or her fucking Kia, okay? Because the moms love the Kias. No disrespect to my Kia bitches, but they fucking love them, okay? She gets into her goddamn Nissan Rogue and speeds over to your house and involves herself in your relationship drama, sitting at your kitchen table telling you your husband ain't shit. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. And then the husband walks in. She starts a confrontation with him. Then she drives home in her Hyundai Sonata and starts problems with her own fucking husband. And she throws shits and she gets angry and she falsely accuses him of things that aren't fucking happening. Okay? America is a nosy bitch. She's the friend that you go out with after a breakup and ends up telling you all about her own fucking problems. She's the first one to get wasted. She's the first one to do something stupid. She's the first one to get arrested. And she's the first one to cause a problem. All while she's telling you she She's the biggest, baddest bitch of the group. Meanwhile, she doesn't have any health care and all of her children are living on the street addicted to drugs. Okay? Is that someone you want to take advice from? The best piece of advice my dad has ever given me is not to take advice from people who aren't doing better than you in whatever the subject is that you're talking about. So who is everyone else to take advice from nosy-ass America and she's in fucking debt, okay? She is in so much debt she doesn't even know what to do. The, comp the credit card companies... 
They are calling day and night. America is the type of bitch who is buying designer clothes on afterpay because she doesn't have any goddamn money left or any credit. Nobody will give her a credit card because she has proven financially and emotionally unstable and she is a fucking tornado in everyone's life around her. That's America, a nosy-ass, bum-ass bitch. America shops at Rainbow, okay? She's a ghetto-ass bitch. She shops at Rainbow. So I don't know what's going on in this country where we are televising this court case between two people about their relationship. One of you hit the other, or both of you hit each other. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Figure it out in court. Figure it out in goddamn court. Someone needs to be held accountable for their actions. Figure it out. Why is it on television? No one is dead. No one is a menace to society. No one is a threat to us. Why are we watching this shit on television? Why is this dysfunction entertainment? I don't fucking understand. And why are we as people, me excluded, because I have no idea what's going on in that situation other than what's forced in my face on my Instagram feed by accounts I don't even fucking follow. Why are we obsessed with this shit? I don't understand. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay, move on. America, I don't know what's happening to you, but you need to go to therapy, girlfriend. Okay, you need some personal counseling. So maybe listen to my last episode with Pia and she can help you out. Maybe you need to see her for some therapy sessions, Miss America. All right, your life's falling apart. Your life's falling apart. Your own people are dying in these streets. Okay. Get it together. Take care of your own people and worry about yourself before you keep involving yourself in everyone else's motherfucking business. Thank you. Goodbye. And get your money up. Get a job, America. Get a goddamn job. You are in debt. You are in severe debt. This is a code red. Anyway, let's talk about Selling Sunset. Are you watching Selling Sunset? No? Well, okay. Well, if you're not, please exit now. If you plan on watching and you don't watch Selling Sunset, please exit now if you have not seen the new season. And if you have... This is where you continue to listen because I need to talk about some things when it comes to Selling Sunset. I loved Selling Sunset the first few seasons. I'm not big into reality TV any longer because we know it's all fucking fake. The days of the hills and Laguna Beach and the simple life, we didn't know about reality TV. That was the beginning of reality TV. And we fucking believed, most of us, that that shit was real. Whatever was happening on on the hills with Lauren Conrad and the drama with Kristen and Heidi and all the bullshit, we were like, holy shit. We were invested. It was real, okay? And then the hills kind of put the light on the situation at the end of their series and said, ha ha ha, most of this was fucking fake. We came to find out that a lot of things that happened didn't really happen. And a lot of things that happened were reenacted after the fact because they didn't catch it on camera or just completely fucking made up, written, or instigated by producers. We found out that people who supposedly dated never actually dated. But until that point, we were invested and we thought the shit was real, right? So nowadays, it's pretty much common knowledge that a lot of what happens on reality television shows is not fucking real. So I don't really watch them because I'm not with the fake shit. No thanks. Selling Sunset was refreshing. I enjoyed the fact that it was 50% about real estate and dope homes and you would see how much they sell it for and what the commission is. 
And they're at the top of the market, this company in Los Angeles, selling some of the most expensive and exclusive real estate in the entire world. And then there's 50% the drama between the caddy bitches and they're talking shit about it. It was fucking brilliant. Excellent, completely innovative. We hadn't had a show like that since Million Dollar Listing, which was way more focused on the real estate and way less about the drama. So this was something new. And I just loved the way it was filmed. I love the way it was shot. And of course, at the end, when you see created by Adam Tavello, I believe that's how you pronounce it. He's the one who did the hills and Laguna Beach. So it makes sense why those like shots of Los Angeles and the whole feel of it kind of feels like the hills, which was great. It felt nostalgic, but it felt new. It was exciting. And of course, you always know, and like I said, in this day and age, that not everything on reality TV is real, but it felt real. The fact that these bitches were selling hot real estate and making money was 100% real. In this season and the last season, which I believe is four and five, it's not real anymore. It doesn't feel real. These bitches were nobodies when they started on this show. Now they're fucking doing interviews and fucking spreads in People Magazine and Vogue. and They're basically celebrities at this point, and they're making so much money probably off the show and off of endorsements. I don't believe these bitches are out there hustling to sell real estate anymore. I don't think that these listings and these showings on the TV show are real. I think it's all set up. I think those homes are rented out to film in like they do for music videos and photo shoots and movies and all that shit. I don't buy for a second that these are real clients anymore coming onto this show. But whatever, I'm invested at this point. I've watched four seasons. They left on a cliffhanger with the trailer about fucking Jason and what's her face's Chriselle's relationship, whatever. I needed to see what happened. I live for Christine Quinn. Christine Quinn is the queen of that show. There is no selling Sunset without Christine Quinn. And they all fucking hate her for it. She is the star. Heather, whatever her name is. Ray, I don't know. She changes her fucking name every time. Okay? Every time, it's Heather's got a new last name. Now she's married. She's got a new last name. Heather wants to be Christine so bad. And it's so evident. She wants to be the Christine Quinn of the show so bad. And it's never gonna fucking happen, bitch. You are too basic and boring all right and you are annoying your husband is annoying he's a fucking cornball okay it is so evident that he has spent his entire career on hgtv hey i'm tired i'm gonna remodel your house give me a fucking break you are corny your whole relationship is corny I really used to like Mary. Mary was my bitch. I still kind of like Mary. I like the fact that her husband can't pay for anything. And she's like, I'm going to buy this house anyway, bitch. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I like that she kind of pulls her man around like her little chihuahua dog. <laughs> I like Mary. Does she have a new face since the show started? Yeah, okay, fine. She looks a little different. Still like her and her crazy energy. It's a little cracky, but I like it. The way she speaks and the way she moves, it kind of reminds me of the lady outside 7-Eleven that asked me for $5 every time I go there. But you know what? I'm with it. I like that bitch, too. Let's see. Who don't, who don't I like? Davina. Not interested in that bitch. Very strange. Very cunty. I don't think I like it. Trying a little too hard to be the nice girl now. I don't buy it for one goddamn second. She should have left when they fired her or whatever happened or she went her own way and never came back. No, thank you, Davina. However, have I grown to like Davina a little bit more since they brought this Emma Empanada bitch into the picture? Fuck 
Emma. She is one of the most annoying people I have ever seen on goddamn television, okay? First of all, we want to talk about cultural appropriation. This white-ass bitch with her bleach blonde hair and her fucking fake nose is making vegan empanadas. Excuse me. I want to have a conversation with the Latin community, okay? When has an empanada ever been fucking vegan? There's at least cheese in an empanada, if nothing goddamn else. Butter, cheese, everything. Beef, chicken. Don't fucking tell me that an empanada is goddamn vegan. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you, you German-ass bitch, to start making empanadas with any ounce of authenticity? Goodbye. You're telling me you're frozen? Your fucking frozen vegan empanadas bought you a jet that you're sitting on in every other goddamn scene? That jet is rented. Don't fucking lie to me. That jet is paid for by production. No empanadas have bought you a goddamn jet. Please stop lying to me and to yourself. I cannot stand that bitch. I don't know who in casting decided we are going to bring on this Walmart version knockoff Christine and try to work her into the cast and try to kick Christine out. But it is not fucking working for me. Goodbye, Emma. Goodbye. Who am I missing? Maya unproblematic queen. Love her so much. She gets her zings in there. She gets her point in there. Maya is the only bitch I believe is a productive real estate businesswoman. Okay? Maya is selling that shit. She is not interested in the bullshit. She is here to make her money, pop out her kids, and dip off to Miami. Good for you, bitch. Amanda. I don't know. I like her, but sometimes she's here, sometimes she's not. She's in, she's out. She's forgettable. Sometimes she's not around and you don't even remember. I don't know who the stand-in is <laughs> that has replaced Chriselle in the more current seasons, but that is not the same face you started with, girl. That is not Chriselle who was married to whatever his name was. This is a new bitch. And I don't understand what's going on with these twins either, okay? I don't like Jason. I don't like him at all. He's a little fucker with his little man syndrome and his nasty attitude. I love when you catch the glimpses of how they forgot to film it a certain way so that you can't tell <laughs> that he's four foot two and that the women standing next to him who are five seven are towering over him like the goddamn Empire State Building. Sometimes they slip a shot in there where they seem to have forgotten and I don't know if they do it on purpose to fuck with him. <laughs> But it is the funniest shit I have ever seen in my life. Those two twins look like they are a product of incest. <laughs> Why is that a common problem with twins? Male twins, at least. Okay, so right before season five drops, the most current season, Christine, she's on there with the Twitter fingers. My bitch, love her to death. She's posting a video of the fucking trailer, and she writes, Season five drops tonight. Hope you enjoy the five million fake storylines exposing the truth that we know that half the shit that goes on on this fucking show is not real. Only to later, and by later I mean like hours later, remove the post, 
and repost it with a new caption because you know Netflix called that bitch up and said, uh-uh, reread your contract, bitch, what? You are not going to be talking like this. There's definitely something in that contract where you're not allowed to tell everyone that half the shit they do is not fucking real. But whatever. Okay, so I start watching the season. We open with the big vacation and the big conversation about Chriselle and Jason and their dating and how they fell so in love. That shit is not real. And you cannot tell me otherwise. The whole thing feels so fucking forced, fake, and scripted. It's not fucking real. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And I hate every second of that stupid relationship that is the goddamn main storyline of the whole goddamn season, okay? Christine is hardly in it anymore, so it's a waste of my time. In no way do I fucking buy that her and Chelsea, this new bitch who I love, the new British bitch with a bad attitude, love it, love it so much, met at this goddamn open house. Like, why even fake it? Like, these two just ran into each other at an open house, and Christine said, I'm going to bring you to my company to be a realtor, and now you're on the show. Give me a fucking break. Are people that fucking stupid that you think that that's how that really happened? What's even the point of the sorcery that we're trying to put on in front of people's faces? I don't understand it one bit I really don't so basically the only thing that really is interesting in this whole show is every scene which is not that many that Christine is in when she comes to the office and rolls her eyes at how ridiculous and boring and annoying these bitches are she's 100% right or when she sits down with stupid Heather for Heather to make faces and oh my god I can't fucking listen to her anymore I really can't that interaction got nowhere um, the, the conversation where she sits down with Mary and Mary tells her that she better get her fucking shit together. Very interesting. Basically, the only time it's interesting is when people are fighting with Christine. So I don't know what you really have if she's not there, which looks like she may not be in the future. So what are you going to do? Continue on with the show? What's the point? What is the point? What I believe is another fake storyline is this $5,000 shit that Christine paid $5,000 to some realtor or buyer not to work with Emma okay first of all Christine is a rich ass bitch if she was going to pay someone not to interact with you I'm sure it would be more than five thousand dollars second of all why would she do that my best friend gave me some input because she is a realtor okay and she was saying which actually Chelsea also said in, in an interview maybe it was the reunion how people will try to get the listing over you by lowering their commission so she may have said well if this bitch is going to take six percent if you go with me i will take three percent four percent and it saves them some money especially when you're talking about real estate that's millions and millions and millions of dollars the difference between four percent and six percent in a commission is a lot of fucking money when you're talking about these big numbers is that ethical no does it happen in real estate? A hundred percent. That would have been a little more believable to me than I'll pay you $5,000 to not work with this bitch. $5,000 is chump change to both these bitches and any fucking seller or real estate company that they are working with. $5,000 is not a figure that makes sense. So someone in the production who wrote that storyline is going to have to be fired because it's absolute fucking bullshit. $5,000 Bitch, what? We're talking about four plus million dollar listings? Goodbye. Done. Bullshit. Okay, then we leave off that it's so up in the air whether Christine is fired or not because they're going to fire her. As if firing her from a brokerage for doing something unethical is going to get her kicked off the show. You don't fucking control Chriselle and Jason. 
okay, who is going to be on the show or not. That's Netflix department. Do you think Netflix is going to fire Christine Gwynn off of your goddamn show that she carries on her back? Absolutely the fuck not. Do you think Netflix cares if Christine Quinn did something that's unethical in fucking real estate? No. If she didn't sexually assault someone, (laughs) she is in motherfucker. If she didn't sexually assault someone or you didn't find a tweet where she said the N-word 10 years ago, she is safe. So who the fuck are you to think you're just going to fire somebody off a show? It doesn't work like that. Especially you, Emma. You're not even interesting enough to replace her. What do you do? You go on fake dates with gym buffs. I don't know who that developer was in that scene, but he was a stud and I looked him up on Instagram and that shit is real. He is rich, and he is building those houses, and he is hot stuff, okay? That was the most interesting part of your storyline on either season that you've been in, and it wasn't even real, empanada-ass bitch. Stick to making fake burritos. And then, of course, we had the reunion. As if we didn't have enough evidence that the entire show operates and thrives around Christine Quinn, that reunion was one of the most boring, pointless ridiculous reunions I have ever seen in reality television history because Christine did not show up or even make an appearance the way the other bitch did via Zoom, which was pointless because they literally had her on Zoom for four seconds, literally talking about nothing. If you got the bitch on Zoom, don't we want to address some things from her storyline or some things about her scenes on the show they literally said hi thank you for being here you look great goodbye what was the fucking point of that i don't know where they hired this po this host from i think he's from some uh, queer eye show or whatever he was fucking boring and annoying as well i'm so tired of this television shit where everything's wah 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 feelings and coddling everything he fucking did was I'm so happy for you I'm so glad that you're here it's so amazing that you can be so vulnerable I'm so appreciative and supportive of you this is not a fucking therapy session this is a reality TV reunion let's get down into the shit and call each other bitches and whores throw a couple fucking tables and argue that's what we're here to see if I wanted to see some productive mental health conversation and self-work I would go to my fucking therapist okay I don't need you with your silver hair you Danny Phantom looking ass bitch to give me my stability of the week goodbye that is not what we are here to see then we start addressing (laughs) then we start addressing the Chrishell and Jason relationship which I couldn't care less about hearing about ever fucking again And this man decides it's time to start crying. And I don't know what kind of producer edited this show, but it was literally a minute and a half of watching him try to speak, cry, try to speak, cry, sit there in silence, crying, somebody going, oh, oh, what the fuck was that about? I do not need two and a half minutes of watching this man sob. What the fuck was the point of that? What a waste of time. It's because it was so boring they had nothing else to fill the time. When Christine didn't fucking show up, they had nothing to talk about because the entire hour reunion would have been centered on her and her outfit and her bullshit and talking to these bitches about their bullshit. And she said, you want to see how much I can fuck your day up? 
I'm not going to show up and you're going to have no fucking show. And that's what she did. Good for you, bitch. Then Chrishell decides to tell everyone that she is now a box eater, okay? She's dating a non-binary, they, them, uh, rapper, singer named G-Flip. G-Flip, okay? I get it. They don't have a gender. They have a vagine hole. I'll tell you that. Chrishell decides to tell everyone that she is now a box eater out of literal nowhere. They should have left this whole thing out because it was all too try hard. It was all too try hard. Let's find something interesting to talk about. G flip. G flip. That's a name. That's somebody's name. Give me a motherfucking break. I can I cannot take this. I cannot take this one bit. The Selling Sunset season was trash. The Selling Sunset reunion was trash. And at the end of the reunion, they decide to show a trailer because they're making a new show about their supposed Orange County office. And every real estate agent from the Orange County office is literally 24 years old. And it looks like the most ridiculous show I've ever seen, and I will not be watching that fucking bullshit, so don't waste your time either. All for them to say, oh, we don't really know, Christine's not at the office right now, but maybe in the future. Bitch, if you are trying to convince people that you fired somebody for, um, for unethical practices, you're then gonna say that you're leaving the opportunity that maybe in the future you'll rehire them? Why is that? Because you have nothing to fucking talk about or film if the bitch is not there? It's so fake. It's such bullshit. And it used to be my literal favorite show, and now I can't even fucking take it anymore. I can't fucking watch this shit, I swear to God. All to find out that Christine has opened her own company with her husband where they are going to sell real estate and allow these millionaires to pay for their real estate with cryptocurrency. Brilliant. Genius. Untapped market. So smart. Why would she want to come back on this fucking show at this point? She is the star. She's in every fucking magazine and at every fucking event. It is time for her to start her own show. There's rumors that she's going to be on The Real Housewives, which will be the first time I've ever watched The Fucking Real Housewives. But at this point, it's time for her to open her own brokerage and have some younger employees who can fill in some of the drama and some of the bullshit. And it should be about her and her life and her husband and being a mom and being a boss ass bitch and being a star and running this company as the boss and then have her little employees cause some drama for the entertainment. Okay, that is where you need to go. Get the fuck off this show. That is a waste of your time. How many times are we going to fight with these bitches and accomplish nothing? Goodbye. Done. All right. Before I get out of here, I want to talk about something a little more serious. All right. Can we sit down? Can we talk? Can we get a little fucking deep for a second? Is that okay? Is someone going to celebrate my vulnerability the way that gay man did on the fucking Selling Sunset reunion? Oh, thank you for being so vulnerable. You're so brave. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, before that, let's just talk about if you're not following me on what's Instagram. Honestly, this is what happens when you fucking talk for an hour straight by yourself staring at the wall. OK, you, you start to fucking mumble. 
If you're not following me on Instagram, that's ridiculous. Follow me at Mickey Not the Mouse. Make sure you are subscribed on whatever streaming platform you are listening to the podcast on. If you don't know how to do that, you literally just hit follow or subscribe depending on the service. Please leave a five-star review and a beautiful comment if that's an option on your streaming service because if you don't, that's fucking rude. If you have listened this far and you have not left a five-star review... You are a fucking hating-ass bitch, okay? Why would you do such a thing? It takes two seconds. What the fuck else are you doing anyway? Unless you're driving. Don't do it now. Do it later. There will be no texting and driving on my watch, bitch. Also, make sure you are following the podcast Instagram, which I constantly slack on posting on. <laughs> but we're getting there. It's at Pulse Pounding. Follow me on the TikTok, which I still have not used, but I have really great ideas for that I will execute at some point. That is also at Mickey Not the Mouse. And I have decided not to post the audio episodes on the YouTube channel anymore because it's pointless and no one uses it anyway except for like two people. So if you are listening to this podcast, you've obviously found out how to listen to it otherwise. If you have a friend that you are suggesting it to that doesn't have an iPhone for Apple Podcasts or a subscription to Spotify or Amazon or whatever the fuck else we're on that I don't even remember, please instruct them to download Google Podcasts. It is a free app. You can download it for free in whatever app store, Play Store, whatever they fucking call it, Play Store. It sounds so gross and sexual <laughs> downloaded on whatever you have google podcast is free and you can listen to me bitch and rant and rave there okay so tell a friend tell a friend to get into this vibe thank you so i want to talk about insecurities everyone has them some more than others <laughs> mine are usually physical because i'm pretty solid otherwise but in all seriousness, my biggest insecurity is my skin, right? And I'm going to tell you this because I want to tell you about an interaction that I had recently that kind of opened my eyes to the perspective issue with your own insecurities. Because a lot of our insecurities, especially when they're physical, are really more so based on our own perception rather than what other people are thinking about when they're looking at you, talking to you, whatever it is, right? So I have always struggled with acne and my skin. I think I started to struggle with it a little later. Most people get it in their early teen years. I didn't start breaking out until like 17, 18, maybe even closer to 19. I had pretty clear skin up until that point, which was strange because, like I said, it usually starts so much earlier. It is debilitating. Everyone who does not battle with acne and skin issues thinks that it's silly and they think that, oh, it's just, you know, they think they're so much better than you. They really do. People think they're so much better than you when you are struggling with an insecurity that is perceived as physical or or surface level. But that's not what it is. It's not just about, oh, I don't how I look. You know, it's really mentally debilitating. It fucks with your head. A lot of people who have it think that it's worse than it actually is. It prevents you from doing things. It's constantly on your mind. I am thinking about my skin 24-7 in every situation. When I leave the house, sometimes I don't want to leave the house because of it. 
I'll smash fucking concealer poorly because I don't know how to do anything <laughs> on my face just to feel better enough to actually leave the house and, and go out. And even that, I don't like the way that fucking looks. So then I end up feeling worse. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a battle in your own head with how it makes you feel and looking at yourself and not liking what you see and having an issue with your appearance that you try to control but you can't in most situations is so frustrating and so debilitating. It's prevented me from doing so many things. And is that my own fault? Yeah, partially. I could tell myself to fuck off and do all the things that I want to do and pretend it's not there, but that's a lot easier said than done when something affects you the way this has affected me and the way the same issue affects so many other people. It is something I think about nonstop. When I go out into the sunlight, I'm thinking about what does my skin look like? I'm looking at myself in the mirror. When I am getting ready in the morning and I'm putting fucking shit all over my face to try to hide as much of it as I can. What does this look like? Why is this thing on my face raised so much and I can't cover it? This is so red. Now I'm going out into the world. Are people looking at me and thinking about it? When I'm interacting with someone, are they staring at my face and thinking about it in their own head? Because that's what I think they're doing and now that's making me uncomfortable. I don't care what people think about me. But it's not good to think that everyone is staring at something that makes you feel so insecure. And it's literally right on your fucking face. There's nowhere else for them to look. You can't walk around with a bag on your head all fucking day as much as I'd like to some days. After dealing with this for so many years, it's frustrating and it gets old. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of of it being something I'm constantly thinking about nonstop all day, every day. I'm tired of feeling insecure about the way I look because of my skin, because I've tried to do so many things to fix it and to help it, and countless dermatologists and every fucking wash and toner, everything you can fucking buy to try to fix it, right? Except for Accutane, because I'm scared of that shit. And I've heard so many horror stories about side effects that can happen to you, some that are irreversible, that I am fucking scared to do that shit, even though I want to. It is so frustrating, and it has fucked so much of my 20s up. And I try to be realistic, right, and be like, all right, it's not that big of a deal. In the grand scheme of things that could be wrong with you, I know people that are deaf. I know people, I don't know anyone that's blind, but I know that that exists. <laughs> I know and have met people who can't walk. I know and met people who have complications with being able to communicate and speak. Like, there's so many things. There's so many things that could be wrong with you. And at the same time, I'm like, couldn't I just have been given diabetes like a normal person? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's not funny, but, you know, I have to make everything dark a joke because that's how I cope. Anything that causes me pain has to be turned into a joke somehow or I can't fucking survive. <laughs> My humor is a defense mechanism. But seriously, like, I know that there's a lot of things that could be wrong with me that would be so much more difficult to handle in life. And this seems silly to most people, but it's not silly to me. It ruins my fucking day <laughs> a lot of times, unless it's the summer and I've gotten super tan and my skin looks fucking great. But that only lasts... <laughs> 
for a very certain time period in the summer. So anyway, this is something that I struggle with all day, every day. Most people don't even know that are in my life that know me how serious it is and how much it affects my self-confidence, but it's there, right? So let's talk about what happened. Before I went on my trip, if you haven't listened to the episode about my trip to North Carolina and my wild experience there, go back and listen to that. Before I left for my trip, I did some shopping. I needed a suit, my pink suit, which was a fucking hit. I looked great. I will give myself that. I got my pink suit. I got some other stuff I needed to travel, some clothes. You know, every time you go away, it's time to get some outfits. If I have three days worth of shit to do, that means I need three new outfits or more. Sometimes I have two for each day. Sometimes I need to make an outfit change. You know, you got to make a statement. I love clothing. I love outfits. I love fashion. Like, it's very exciting to be not at the Met Gala. (laughs) So... I always have to buy, like, new underwear before I go away. Why? I don't know. Like, I don't have underwear that fits and is perfectly fine and great for me to wear. Yeah, I don't know why I need to buy new underwear. So I went to Marshall's, and I got some discount Calvin Klein underwear, which was actually pretty great. I don't know if they changed the material or what they're doing with this soft-ass shit, but it is it was beautiful. So I have good days and bad days when it comes to the skin shit, right? Like I have more, maybe like more good weeks and bad weeks. I'll have a week where things are looking good. Everything's like any blemish on my face will be flat. So it's really easy to cover. And I feel like, oh, I look better this week. I feel okay this week. I'm a little more confident. Not that it's not there and I'm not beating myself up about it in my head every day, but it's less aggressive. And then I have weeks where it's not so great. I have weeks where I break out so fucking bad and I can't cover it and I just literally don't want to leave the house. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go out in the daytime. How fucking sick is that? I don't want to go out in the daytime because of the way my skin looks in the sunlight. I don't want to go into certain stores because I know the harsh fluorescent lighting is going to make it work. I'm at the register paying for shit, having a conversation with the cashier, wondering if they're staring at my face and thinking about it. Like, it's sick. It really is sick. And again, you're not going to relate to this unless you have the same problem. And if you have the same problem, you're probably sitting wherever you are going, yeah, I fucking get you know like some things you just don't get unless it happens to you and that's fine so I go to Marshall's and I'm looking around thinking about picking up another pair of Adidas slides that I don't fucking need but they're on super sale so like why not and the guy that works there is a bigger guy and he's probably early 30s and he is almost completely bald and he walks by and I had been having like a rough day, like a really rough day as far as my skin. I didn't want to leave the house. I was feeling really bad about myself. I wasn't confident. I wasn't excited. And I know it's bad when shopping can't even fix it. <laughs> when going out and buying new outfits can't even fix my fucking mood. I know it's bad. So I was really beating myself up. I was looking in the rearview mirror in the car because that's another thing I fucking do where I almost hit someone because I'm like evaluating my face. (laughs) And I'm like picking myself apart the whole day. And I was just feeling really low and not confident at all, right? So I'm looking at the slides and the guy comes walking past the aisle that works there. And it's one of those short aisles for the shoes. So like you can see over into all the other aisles in front of you. So I'm looking at the shoes and he comes walking in front of me and he goes, wow, you have the greatest hair. And I mean, (laughs) 
he's not wrong. My hair is beautiful. My two best physical assets are my hair and my ass. They both look great, right? So he's like, oh, you have such beautiful hair. I'm like, on <laughs> my head, I know. I know, bitch. I don't even work for it neither. It's a good blow dry. It takes 10 minutes and it's fucking perfect every time. There's no bad hair days in this house. <laughs> Whatever. Let me have it, okay? That's the one thing that excites me physically. Let me have it. So he walks by and he's like, wow, you have such great hair. I wish I had hair like that. And he starts telling me about how he started losing his hair when he was like 22 or 23. So it had been about almost 10 years. And it makes him really insecure. He's like, oh, I wish I had hair like that. Like, I, I'm always so upset about the fact that I'm bald and I feel like it makes me look older and I lost my hair at this age and I just fucking hate it. But you have such great hair. Why can't I have hair like that? And I like looked at him and I, of course, was polite and I was like, oh, so fun. Thank you so much. Because my reaction and my response is always to like be self-deprecating instead of just accepting the compliment. Even though I know my hair is fucking bomb, I'm still like, oh, no, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I can't accept the compliment. So I sat there and I looked at him and he walked away and I thought to myself, that's fucking crazy. That's fucking insane. Here I am walking around so upset about my skin and breaking out and my face and how I look. And mind you, like I went to the register. I saw him there. He made another comment about the hair and he was talking to his coworker at the register and they were talking about my hair. And then he was talking about like his, his weight. And it was very light conversation. It wasn't like a fucking therapy session. He was just throwing some things out there. And he was talking about his weight and how he had lost so much weight and how like it was hard to buy clothes when he was bigger and all this shit, right? So here I am thinking to myself, wow, your perception is so fucking insane. And this is why I wanted to share it with you because maybe there's something that you're insecure about that you can take this message away from this conversation and apply it to whatever your own issue is. Here I am thinking my fucking skin, my fucking face, I can't go out. I look disgusting. I'm so upset. Everyone sees it. Everyone's looking at it. Everyone's judging me based on my skin. Do they think that I'm a dirty person who doesn't wash myself because my face breaks out when really I wash my face so much more than I probably even should because I'm trying to scrub it all away, even though that's not how the fucking shit works medically. But here I am being so insecure and this person walks by and is not looking at anything that I'm upset about and totally focuses in on another physical attribute to then tell me how great it is. Why? Because people have their own fucking insecurities. Everyone is so busy paying attention to their own insecurity that they're barely paying any attention to yours. So yes, is, is someone who's sitting across from me having a full conversation, are they maybe going to notice that my skin isn't the clearest and that my skin isn't the greatest and that I break out? Of course. You're not going to just not see it. I'm not imagining it. It's there. But nobody, almost nobody, unless they're a rude-ass, nasty-ass bitch who cover up their own insecurities by pointing out everyone else's because we all know one of those fucking pieces of shit, okay? Most people are not hyper-focused on whatever your insecurity is because A, they're not you, so they don't really give that much of a fuck. B, it also may not be as bad as you think it is in your head. My boyfriend and my best friend tell me that all the time. They're like, it's not 
close to what you think it is in your head. I think they're fucking full of shit. <laughs> because I'm not blind. What I'm seeing is there. I have 2020 vision, motherfuckers. I see it. And three... People are so focused on their own insecurities that all they can see is something that you have that they may not. This man is so insecure about the fact that he doesn't have hair, which is crazy because he looked great and the bald look works for him. And I made sure to tell him that so he felt a little better, I hope. But people are so focused on their own insecurities that they don't have time to focus on yours. This man was so insecure about the fact that he doesn't have hair on his head that he saw my hair and was so excited about it or envious of it or whatever the feelings he was feeling is that he completely missed my skin. And my face and everything that I feel insecure about that if he looked at me and didn't say a word when he walked by in my own fucked up mind and head, I would have thought, oh, he's looking at how terrible my skin is. If he had the same thoughts in his head but didn't express that he liked my hair, my immediate reaction would have been, whereas most conceited fucking bitches would have been like, look at this guy checking me out. <laughs> nope, not me. I would have thought. That guy was just staring at how terrible my skin looks because I'm in Marshalls and it's really rough, disgusting lighting and nobody looks that good. But now you can especially see that my skin is disgusting and broken out. I look like I have Braille written on my face. It looks like Helen Keller could run her hand across my fucking face and have a novel of a story to tell, okay, with the fucking texture on my skin. I look disgusting and he's staring at how horrible it is and how ridiculous it is that I put all this concealer over it to not even cover anything, pretty much. That's what would have went on in my head had he not verbalized that he was actually staring at my hair thinking about how great it was because he is insecure about the fact that he doesn't have any. So my message to you is whatever your insecurity is, Nobody fucking cares as much as you do. So let it go. I'm trying to work on that myself. I'm simultaneously trying to work on some fixes for my skin. I want to get some tests done as far as my hormones and vitamin levels and some things that I've done some research on that could be the cause of the problem. And I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, if not, I'm going to bite the bullet and swallow all the Accutane in the world. And if my fucking insides shut down because of it, so be it at this point. Because I can't take it anymore. I'm going to be 30 years old this year. And I have the face of a goddamn teenager. I've had enough. So I'm working on that. I'm working on figuring out some fixes. But I also am working on training my mind to realize that I am being harder on myself than I need to be. Because anyone who is being judged mental towards me based on my skin that I unfortunately am not able to control is a fucking idiot because what's not important is my broken out skin. What is important is that I am a good person. I am a good friend. I show up for the people that are in my life. I have great hair. <laughs> I have a fat bubble butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I'm a caring person. You know, like my family is important to me. I am a hard worker. I hustle to make money and take care of myself. And I have since I was a teenager, you know, like 
those are the things that are important. What's important is who you are as a person and your character. I'm fucking funny as shit. Not everybody has that going for them. I'm the funniest fucking person I know, bitch. So I try to remind myself that what's important are your character traits and who you are as a person and how you treat other people. And I'm doing pretty great in those departments, you know? So what the fuck does it matter? But I'm also staring at everyone else around me who has normal fucking skin for the most part. And I'm looking at every person in the store of Marshalls who has normal skin. No one else's face looks like mine. Why is that? Not to say that I've never seen anyone who whose face, you know what I mean? But like, I'm looking around at most people and they don't have this issue. So now I'm thinking, why the fuck does it have to be me? Like, why am I the one that has to go out into the world and fucking present this and let it make me feel like shit? Why is that? And it's not that I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm just genuinely confused as to why what goes on in my body that made this happen to me and not all these other people, you know? So I'm trying to train my mind to be more forgiving of that stuff and realize what's really important and what you actually have going for you and not something that doesn't actually matter to most other people and doesn't change who you are as a person. But that probably won't fucking work. (laughs) Because I felt the same fucking way today in CVS as I was thinking about preparing to have this conversation and try to impart this wisdom on you. I still felt the same way, like a big fucking piece of shit with goddamn planets on my forehead today, okay? So I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying my best here. Uh, but really whatever your insecurity is nobody probably notices and if they do they're not as upset about it as you are not even close so remember that the next time you feel like shit for whatever it is that you're insecure about unless you are a seemingly straight man who's a closet homosexual and you are wearing polo shirts with jeans and fucking sneakers to a dressy event then you are a piece of shit and if you are also telling your wife's gay friend at that event that you don't care if people are gay as long as they don't hit on you then you are a big fucking asshole and you should be concerned what people think about you and that should be an insecurity of yours that you need to fix (laughs) Because you are dressed inappropriately and no one wants to fuck you, not even your wife. That's all I have for you today. So I will see you motherfuckers next week on Wednesday for another episode of this bullshit. And who fucking knows what we're going to talk about next. Okay, goodbye. Go follow my Instagram and leave me five stars on your streaming service, you inconsiderate bitch. 